Good evening, everybody. Welcome. <clears throat> See if you can settle on the inside by letting whatever sounds that are around or my voice, letting them come to meet you. Don't, don't come out to hear what I'm saying. Let's just try something. So let the words come in to find you. Hi. Hi. There's floor spots here if you want to come up front as you like. That's wherever you want to land. Is there empty? come to meet you, huh? Let these words come to meet you so that you're staying, so attention is staying down and inside. No effort. detect some sense of ease about letting your attention rest where it naturally is at home. If you can detect some ease, see if there's a sense that your energy is wider than your body, wider, wider, wider. See if there's a sense of what you are being more than the body. be some sense of the interconnectedness of everything. And that's unity consciousness. That's that oneness. That's all that is. Where your attention is inside, that there's no effort in, there's no pull out to meet the world. When there was a pull out to meet the world, to, you know, your interest is drawn out. You know that feeling, it's like something comes up and out. There's effort involved. For the nervous system, it's because there's fight and flight that's activated. And it's a different system when, when your attention is at home, where it's supposed to be. So there's effort when you're out, and the effortless state is when your attention is at home. It's very easy to live from there. But we come and go and come and go. But at any time, that returning back in there is automatically there first thing in the morning. Until you decide, whoops, I've got to do this, so whoop, this is Wednesday and this is what happens today. 
and you're up and out and off you go now, separation and the world is a, you know, a whole big movie and you're the hero or heroine, right in the middle of it. Mind will do that, it's not you, you know, it's just the character that goes by your name, that's all it is, it's just the character. But the character can enjoy that unity consciousness. It's there all the time, you know? I'm just like, okay, that effortless state. And from there, let's see if there's a boundary. And you'll find, out, 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 out. There's no boundary. And it's like, it's a piece of cake, really. Did everybody get it? Did anybody not get some sense of them going way, way beyond their body? Anybody like, no, that made no sense at all. Anybody got some sense of it? So there's the non-jewel for you, like that, <laughs> like that, you know. But what you want to do, you want to leave it and go out and invest in the world and believe in yourself again. Whereas really, in, in a two-minute exercise, you can just figure out, actually, you know what? The sense of what I am goes way, way, way beyond this physical body. It's just there. Now, if you can reject the separate I, and if you can reject unity consciousness as well. Because that oneness is often advocated as like awakening. And, uh, 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 step along the way, step along the way, that's all. Step along the way, don't hang out there, it's all lovely and we're all connected and all that. It's all just energy, it's all beautiful. And it's like, yeah, fine, but, but, you're not that either. Don't even limit yourself to being everything. Do you know? What you are manifests as everything. But that's only when it's manifesting. And the manifestation is, is imagined by the thing that's inside the manifestation. There's nothing outside imagining manifestation. Manifestation is imagined from the things inside in it. The contents of the world are imagining the world. That's the beauty of it, you know? There's no magic dreamer outside. You're not dreaming this as the absolute. There is no this. It only exists from inside in itself. Its parts are imagining that it's real. And so the faculty that you call your mind or your brain or whatever it is that has the awareness that there's something here, that's just the part of consciousness having an, an inside view of what it's making up as it goes along. Do you know? You have a localized perception through your body, through your senses. That's just consciousness having a sense of, of well, what's this that I'm making up anyway? What's this that I'm doing so beautifully? Imagining that I'm this, imagining that I'm that. That's all it's doing. And then that part of consciousness that is looking at itself, that it's into self-reflection and self-discovery and figuring out how how it works and what's its true nature. But it's just looking at part of itself from part of itself because that's the localised gig. That's, that's what the body and the mind is able to do. It's a localised component. So it can only ever see a part of it. Do you see? Because it's reflecting itself, parts of itself, all the time. Just looking at bits of itself. Yeah. Hmm. It's wonderful how it works. So that little component that's looking at itself, how could you imagine that that's you? I mean, really. How can you imagine that that's you? 
You know, it's, it's just a little inbuilt piece of software. That's all it is. It's a little piece of software in that localized viewing point. So that, you know, so that the body, mind, consciousness can look around to see what it's creating for itself. And the little piece of software is that, oh, I'm this, just to enrich what it's seeing. That's all. And this part, maybe I'm that part. The option of separation, the option of subject to object, and, well, maybe I'm all of it, the option of unity. All these options are just little pieces of software built into the brain, the mind. We're not quite sure. And the software is very believable. Otherwise, which would probably be the point of it. You know, it's just really believable. You know, so... So if you believe you're separate, the software is working, isn't it? Fantastic. That's all it is. The piece of software is, is working as it's designed to do. Are you okay out there? Do you need to come in? No? This lady? Does somebody need to come down? No, they're good. Alright. <laughs> So then the piece of software imagines that it would be better off if the software wasn't working. Or if it worked in a different way. You know? And, and that's desire, isn't it? That's just like, anything would be better than this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and that's it built into the software, you know. Because there's something inherently kind of a bit uncomfortable about the whole thing, you know. Because consciousness knows it's lying to itself, you know. It just knows that it's it's only seeing a part of itself. It's just reflecting its back. It's like, it's like you're looking at your hand, you know, saying, and that's all of me. You know, we turn it around. That's all of me, you know. It's like consciousness just looking at parts of it. And it turns back on itself. It's, it's, because what else is it going to look at? It's, you know, it's, consciousness is like one realm, really, of all these different dimensions. But all it can do is look at its parts. It's, all it can do is self-reflect. It's a self-reflecting mechanism because there's nothing outside of it, nothing at all outside of it. Nothing. And you probably had that glimpses of like, uh-oh, you know, there was just nothing, an experience of like nothing, and it's totally fine, of course. When all this disappears, it's totally fine. There's a knowing that you're not this. You're, you don't become something else to replace this. It's just gone. And somehow it's exquisite. Hmm. Anyway. <laughs> That's how it works, I think, huh? Yes. Hi. One thing that's curious to me uh, is how many folks who have awakening experience mm. of different levels of reality or of truth than we otherwise readily perceive or know. Um, a lot of it fits together quite easily, like a lot of people's different um, space of knowing yes, the truth. 
they come together and it's beautiful. And then there are ways that, it, that they, they don't readily fit together. And it's just curious how when we have a feeling of clear knowing, we say this is what's true. Someone else is saying this is what's true and it doesn't necessarily meet up with what the other person is saying is true. Mm. And it seems like that's part of... Um, it's okay with me for that to be going on and I don't feel a need to know. I, I've, I'm uh, quite comfortable with not knowing. Um, to, not know, to not know what? Like which the whole picture, right or, or the whole yeah, picture? Okay. And who's right. Okay. I'm what, following my heart. What yeah. have you seen? What do you know? Not what you've picked up, heard. What, yeah. what, what do you know? I know I'm not this. Um, and that's been incredibly freeing to realize that. Yeah. Because uh, otherwise, my, this life has been quite dense. And uh, it's really been, well, through effort, but also through force to some degree, because I was in a pretty serious accident that really um, opened me to yes. seeing beyond yes. this and feeling love, tremendous, all-encompassing love, hmm. so that I feel uh, attuned to that, mm -hmm. and that that's a place worthy of continuing to attune to. Okay. Yeah, it's just... Um, I listened to some of the sound conference over the weekend and, and heard some discussion between a couple of guys. I can say their names, I suppose. Rupert, Rupert Spira and Aish um, Almas. Yeah, and it was so interesting to me to see where there were if, the little feeling of butting heads, you know, where Almas was saying he feels a knowing of no existence. And... Rupert was saying, how can you know that unless there was some awareness experiencing that? And they kind of went back and forth for a while with there not being um, any place to resolve it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I think for, for a lot of folks who are looking for clear answers and for help with having life be uh, more peaceful and, and easeful internally as well as externally, that... It can be confusing, or sure. it's a sure. little strange to have all these, so many teachers now yeah. Yeah, it's pointing teachers. in the same direction, yeah. but also sometimes you feel they're saying they know, and somebody yes. else is saying they know, yes. it's different. Yes. Yeah. In my accident, just to throw in, I had the, uh, I was in a coma for four days, a medically induced coma. And so I have no recall of the accident itself or that time. When I came to in the hospital, and for two weeks I was in a complete love bath. Yes, yes, yes. So I have some sense. I was somewhere yes. that then yes. left me in that state. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I'm comfortable with I don't know. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> but yes. I would tend to agree maybe that, that we go into not existing. Yes. Just from that experience. Yes. Yes. Follow what feels true for you. And if it's disproven, then drop it. But hang on to what you know is right for you. Because there's nothing as smelly as hanging on to somebody else's concept. 
It's great too. You can see that I can feel humor in it. Like yeah. at this level too, yeah. there's a sense of I don't know if we still call it ego, but the mind and consciousness. It feels like a game. It's playing. Yes, <laughs> yes, it is a game. It is a big cosmic joke. It really is. It's just it's just play. That's all it is. It's just play. It brings us back. Yeah. Oh, sorry to interrupt. It, just, it brings some sense of humility too. Yes. I, I can. Like, yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so yes. much we don't know. So when the love vibe is there and you can touch into it, is there a sense of you and love, or is there only love? What happens there? Just love. That's just love. Yeah. Is there a stickiness to it? There's a stickiness when when there is a difficulty with other people in that. And so I've experienced a fair amount of um, there being a, a boundary that the world needs me to meet or other people need to have. And so uh, maybe sometimes there's a sense of loneliness or sadness inside the love. Okay. That it can't express itself readily. Hmm. Maybe it's expressing itself every which way. You know, there's a beautiful side to, to evil. Even to evil, there's a beautiful side. Mm. You know? Even to Eva. Evil. Evil. Oh, evil. Evil. Uh -huh. evil. Is that what you said? I don't have my glasses on, so I can't hear what you're saying. Is there somebody back there who wants to come across to a chair? Do you want to come across to a chair? There's a couple chairs. Do, come on. Sit. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Okay. So, right. You see this love thing. Any, any stage along the, along the line, if you're kind of like, God, that's beautiful, you know, this oneness or, you know, living... Like service, or I mean, it doesn't matter. It, wherever kind of hangs out, you can hang out and live from that place. It's like that's fine, but if in any way there's there's a, a value system attached to it, then in some way it's it's better. Or I can give this to the world, or if I could share this with people, I'd make a difference. If there's a value system attached to it, let's go. If there's a value system attached to it, we're in trouble. We're pulling it back into the most dualistic place that there is, of good and bad, and there's a value here. You know, if love is a frequency that you have access to, great, great. Let's see what it does. But if there's an idea that it should do something, or that it should act in some way, or that there is the opposite of love, okay, now, now it's being contaminated. And it's being misunderstood. So if there's anybody not expressing it, it's yourself. Because you're the one who's modifying it. 
if there's any expectation at all of what love can do, then you're the one who's modifying it, misinterpreting it. Love moves freely. It's, it's actually movement. Love is synonymous with movement. There's more to movement than love, but love is movement. And this is the realm of movement. So it's some place, as long as there is movement and change, there is love in there somewhere at some level. So whether it can manifest as the darkest suffering, it's still love. It's still love at the core of it, actually. You know? Are you equating love with consciousness? Are you saying that? No, I'm not. It's, it's like it's a frequency. Uh, love is a frequency within consciousness, and the frequency is what we interpret as movement. You see? The thing is, our perception actually is, is in stills. It, it's actually frames. And, and linear time joins it together. And our, our eyes and our brain turn it into 3D. And subject-object perception gives it form and shape and difference from the thing beside it, and separation kicks in. So there's layers and layers of how, uh, how we're enabled to function at all. So, so the movement part, the movement part, even in the stills, the frames that are stills, and it's great because I, I remember saying this like a few times at Satsang, and they're like, she's nuts. <laughs> Stills, yeah, she got that idea from a photograph. You just got that idea from a camera. Some guy said to me once, and I, oh, I think I shouldn't say anything about that anymore. Anyway, it didn't come out anymore. <laughs> um, but at that sign conference, one, one of the, I don't know what wing of science he was from, but he said, we know that perception that we view things as 2D. I was like, yes, yes, we see stills. Still frames, still frames, and we join the dots and connect things so that we that's just our behavioral pattern to make it work. Um, you know, the concepts, no, anything you, you're looking at me, it's a still frame after still frame after still frame. After but we still put frame. it together with concepts, well, yeah, with concepts and with imagery and form and color and shape. And there's chairs down there if you'd like. As you like, whatever. Okay, and if you get if you need to sit in a while, as you okay, like, thanks. it's no problem. So, so okay, that was a very roundabout way of talking about what. Um, <laughs> I going there? What were you asking me? Oh, synonymous with consciousness. Love synonymous with consciousness. So, so the frequency that joins together the stills is actually love. The first time that I saw these stills, um, uh, I, I, was, I was actually at some kind of a group meditation thing where we were lying down. I was a participant. I was like seriously seeking at the time. And, and I was lying down, and when I woke up, the, the, the woman who was running it was standing up and just turning on a low light and all this kind of thing to bring us back into the room, you know? A frame. A frame. A frame. I thought, oh, holy God. Stop. Go. Go back. And I could play with time. Imagine how freaky that is. Go. Go forwards. Go back. And the last slide I'd be looking for where she was actually just a couple of millimetres behind, an inch and off behind, an inch back again until she was actually sitting on her own chair. You know, it's like, oh, <laughs> it's time to go forward, time to go back, you know? I mean, crazy, crazy stuff. I mean, fine if you, if you see that in LSD or something, but this is just meditation, you know? So, so the thing, with, with, this, with these frames, 
with these frames, what was happening that like, okay, so time, we can switch it on forward and we can go backwards with time. All right. So time was completely a servant, completely a servant to whatever our perception needed, you know, because there was a capacity to say, go forward, go backwards. But what there was still existing was space. So before the movement, so space must exist before any movement, because there was no movement. I was the one who was saying forward, backwards, or me as consciousness or something. I thought I had free will, of course, at the time, and was playing with this, you know? See the layers? Layers upon layers upon layers upon layers. So one layer of it is love. One layer of it is love. And we hit against that frequency sometimes, and it just blows your heart wide open, huh? And you can make it that the whole world is about love, and it's like, it's just a frequency. It's, it's a very fundamental one, but it's just a frequency. But then our mind will say, it's wonderful, and love is the answer for everything. And it's like, now, now, you've, now you've just said that this part, this frequency is better than all the others. That's just separation. That's what that is. That's separation. Let's, let's put out a separation lens and bring love into the separation lens. Forget it. See what we do. Love is there. Yes. It's not that love is better, but it just seems like it's in that, and this is part of the story, that it's a natural byproduct of not seeing any boundaries or seamless awareness. That there would be love, because it doesn't seem that it would be able to. And it's a story, I'm granted. Sure. It, within this realm, that that kind of love would be oriented in the same way, even relatively, as the sense of a separate individual. So it would seem to move through this world in 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 a um, in a way that cannot hurt itself, because it is itself. Yes. So there's some kind of heartfelt peace that moves through that yes. doesn't seem to move or act in as much of a violent way. Yes. Yes. Now that's a story because it's all concepts of how yes. it should move. I yes. get that. Sure. But it just seems that the openness that we are is love. Yes. Not, it doesn't seem anything out there that feels like it's intruding upon it. So yes. therefore there's this kind of love that's here. Yes. So how about... When you're, that it's actually the other way around, that when you're relaxed and at ease, that then you're susceptible to tuning into the love frequency. Rather than the love makes you relaxed, it's actually when you're at ease and open and there's no contraction. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. But then that seems to move. You know, it's not, yeah, it's it's not, it's not using this thing as love. When yeah. you're saying that's not what I... That's, yeah. that's not really what I meant to... Come okay. From sure. That initially. Okay. okay. But just the re okay the re the relaxation. Yeah. As openness, all of a sudden, this spaciousness seems to be available, and that's a label too. I guess. Sure. That. Uh, and as that openness, the gestalt relatively, the orientation seems different, and just feels like, and I can't say this is a hard set truth, it will not move to see as other and therefore have conflict and create this kind of... Yes. It seems beneficial relatively when we relax that it naturally manifests, even if it's reduced into this relative reality, yes. into what we call yes. love, but not love firstly, as you were saying. It yes. wasn't coming from that place of this yes. idea of love firstly. Yes. Just this relaxation without not knowing what anything is as this openness. Yes. Um, as that space, something releases because it doesn't have this sense of other. 
And as that, it seems to move as love. Yes. Yes. So it seems like there's a benefit there. And that's an idea, but that it sure. will benefit relatively, because that's a different gestalt. Sure. 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 Yeah, I, 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 yeah. you're not saying anything different than no, what I'm I saying. No, I, yeah. I don't think so. But yeah. there's, there's the other way of looking at it, which I've heard as well, and it's not a problem here. <laughs> one, way or, one way or the other. And that's anything that moves through is it as well. Emotions, negativity, conflict. Everything that moves, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we don't control that. You don't control anything at all, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's just this openness and this manifesting yeah, yeah. Consciousness, consciousness for nobody. Yes. That could be war, that could be anything. Yes. And yet there's a love movement, as you describe. Yes. Even at, of what looks like war. Yes. That's still part of this it's love. It's still part anyway. of that love movement. So these are like two different ways that I'm sharing that yes. they appear... Yes. To manifest. Now, the war isn't an issue because, in essence, you're not that in some way. So you yes. can feel it as the love moving through yes. without the identity. That's right. I'm wondering what else is the love to short. Is very well. Yeah, if you, yeah, because if you, if, yeah. you know, if we tune into war and the story of war, we're in in the dualistic negative suffering zone. Yeah. But actually, to just sit with the idea of war, absolutely. This, the, we don't know what it is. We don't know it. whether it should be here yeah. or not. You yeah. know, it's not our call. Yeah. 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 So the relaxing, the sitting with something, you'll find the frequency of love, no matter how grotesque something is. Yeah. It's extraordinary. You'll find it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just right. to show that it's just to show that it permeates everything. So don't hang out there. Two things we're saying: one it. is it could move this way through war, and it's okay, and love is still there. And the, and the other seems to be is when there's not that resistance and it moves okay like, like this. Yes. That uh, at this very openness man can't help but manifest as not being able to hurt the other in some way. That's a story. That's a story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we should That's just stop at that other. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because because love hurts too. L love can. What, what is it? Being cruel to be kind? Like there, there is there is that too. And it, it can look like it can look like damage is being done, but it still comes from love. Someplace, if you look at everything, you will find the love in it, no matter what. Mm -hmm. No matter what. Because if there's damage being done, that's only what we, what was attached after. Absolutely, what we absolutely. Subjective object, subject object labeling on top, naming an action, but the frequency of love is under everything. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes we tune to it, and sometimes we tune to the subject-object, and you see the negative only, and you just can't find the love in it, you know? And that experience has to happen too, you know? And I'm not advocating looking for love at all. It's like, no, it's like, just see that this is there. Don't be stuck to it. That's where we started. Like, don't be stuck to it at all, you know? It's just, it's just when we're relaxed, we're tuned to it. And if we're head up, we're probably tuned to something more dualistic, you know? Because this is the, our software. This is our programming, huh? Mm. Yeah. So do I get into trouble to begin with by wanting to understand how to see war from a space of love? Because that's just a setup to get further lost in it? Correct. Correct. So so if we try to find the love in something, we're we're going at it with with the context being duality. Because yeah. I would prefer to see love here rather than more here. So duality, so you'll only come up with a dualistic story. Yeah. Finding out that love is, is at the core of everything 
can only come when your own frequency is finds the vibration of love. So there's just a natural desire to have that frequency of love within you, but that already is set up right there. Because I'm looking for the love that is uh -huh. in the war within you. Uh -huh. Yeah, so it's uh -huh. just feels like one of those Chinese finger puzzles where you just Yes, no matter what you do. Yeah. All you can do is know about it and like, oh yeah, that's how love works. Yeah, right. tune with it, you tune with it. Let it go. Let it go. Yeah. Okay, so I get I I've just been kind of introduced to the idea again that well let me back up one step, which is in the whole advice circles, there's just don't need to do anything. Don't meditate, don't do anything because you're already there. And so, okay, so I dropped everything for a while. and But that was a concept and it wasn't really organically true for me. Okay. Yeah. So then, then how did it work? Just what were the findings? Did, did your life, did it get crazier or did your mind get crazier when you dropped everything? When I dropped everything. Mm. Um, did it make any difference? No. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. I think I dropped it as a reactive dropping it, instead of dropping it like a just um, fully surrendered yeah. drop. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's, I think that's where I was still caught okay. and still struggling. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, no, no. That's know. a really good question for me to see right mm. there. And although I did know that. Um, and then I kind of got reintroduced to the idea of meditating, and all of a sudden that started feeling good again because it was like I had permission to do something which I didn't have permission to do before. In a weird way, if you can track that and follow that. Just because, you know, this you didn't need to, it would get in your way, and, and so. So I can already feel that my pull to, you know, be meditating, I really have to separate out what is somebody else's idea and what's organically true for me to just be with whatever meditation is um, feels organically true. I guess I'm just clarifying my process out loud with you. Yes. Yeah. So it's just really tracking what is absolutely and only true for myself and just there's so many different ideas about what I should be, what I need to be, what the you know, world needs. It's just yes. overwhelming. It's overwhelming. Yeah. It is. You've got to drive your own bus. Yeah. And even stop driving your own Yeah, but or, you know, it's like the yeah. discernment, the wisdom of like, you know, I'm going to try that, but I want to give it a month. You know, it's like you could do something like that and just play with something. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I suppose, and this could be another doing, I just want to throw it out there. Mm. When do you feel you are separate? When is that software being believed? Because that's the problem. The rest of it is grand. Meditate, have a nice lifestyle. Why not? Why not do these things to have a calmer mind and a nicer day? If you meditate in the morning, yeah. if your day is nicer, cheapers. That's a great reason to do it. Yeah. No other reason. That's a lovely reason. No, but it, but what what turns on the software? What makes you believe you're separate? Because that's the only problem, actually. You see, if you never thought you were separate, well, you'd be here, would you? I mean, yeah, I think what turns the software on is uh, getting tight and tense and worried about 
how things are going to, how I need to get everything done and what I need to do and who I, um, just the tightening up. Yeah. Can contraction happen without it meaning identification with being this woman? Yeah. What? Say that again. Yeah, can contraction happen? You know, very often I hear these people saying, well, when I'm contracted, that's, that's when I think, and it's like, that's when I think I'm a person. You know, I'm like, I'm stressed, I'm something. It's like, actually, stress can still happen. The body can still do that. You, you still have that fight or flight. You're still meeting a deadline or you're run off your feet or you, you know, things happen. Stress can still happen, but it happens to the body and it happens to the character. So what is it in contraction where you automatically think that it's you? It's you're the one who's stressed then. Because we, we can't in our lives get rid of all this contraction. We can't sit back in an ashram and put our feet up on the sofa like Ramana. I mean, that's not the culture we live in. It's not. So we can't have these stress-free lives. So it's like, okay, how do we manage it then? How do we manage that? Like, stress is an automatic response to cope, to do more in the day. It's part of our, our world. Why does, the, why does the contraction make a me? That's a good question. Yeah. I think it's fear. I think it's fear. Fear, fear of what? When you're contracted, what's the fear? No, of not getting what, what I want, what I plan, what I desire. So it's needing to control. Mm. It comes, the contraction comes in wanting to control. Things look out this way. But the moment that those expectations are dropping back into to this place of boundaries, boundless. But can you, can you still be stressed without having the control running? Mm. No. No? I know that the difference when I'm contracted is when uh. I'm seeking, clinging to something. Uh -huh. Anything that has to happen in the outside uh -huh. can look this way. Uh -huh. But the moment that it's dropped and then contract and disappear because this is openness, this is boundless. Okay. This is this easiness. Okay. So, do you know when, like, let's say a bear came in through the door, right? And, woof, there's no thought, you're, you're, you're going to run, you know? I assume. Yeah? Okay. So, <laughs> all right, so I just think... <laughs> no, I think they come around there. So, a contraction would happen then. A contraction would happen, the body would get tense, and an action would happen. But the controller mightn't be there at all. Mm -hmm. It's when the mind, when it's, that contraction is running the mind. It's like a constant programming. Because the, the bear is a natural response. Yes. But if it's always the switch is going to be contracting, 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 controlling, yes. there's no room for anything else. Yes, but the contraction can happen without the control. That's just mind coming in, putting a story on a contraction. Do you see? The moment I can only speak for myself, I can't yeah, for anybody else. But when I experience constriction, yeah, no, the sense of easiness and openness, yeah, then it's this this seeking out, yeah. So it's either to control or push it away or gain something, yeah. But when that is not there, yeah, and then this 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 awareness of being boundless, this awareness yeah. that, that everything is fine, yeah. It's a, it's yes, I see what you're saying. But here's the idea that I'm trying to, like, look at it this way. Because to, to change your whole approach to the world is, is pretty tough. To change your automatic response to kind of be stressed when, when you're late collecting the kids, or to be stressed when you're stuck in traffic, or 
we have these built-in responses, do you know? To give them the power to create the separate I, man, you're going to have to change your whole way of, you're going to have to change your behavior. You see? And it's like, the behavior isn't the problem, really. The behavior can still be there. They say, Gadatha was still a pain in the ass, shouting at people and being abusive and, and still smoke cigarettes and everything. The behavior was still the same. His acceptance, but creates the openness. Okay. Can you accept that stress is fine? Can you accept that contraction happens and it's fine? I can sense that. I don't want to go here, I want to go here. Yes, yes. I can accept that it's fine. But again, it will be if the, somehow that is the bell, the construction is the bell that stays, stands in front of this vastness. That's what it is. When that is dropped, <coughs> there's no problem. There's no seeking, there's no rejecting, there's nothing like that. Okay. Is that vastness ever underneath the contraction? Of course. Yeah. If, because if vastness is everywhere, even there, it's, it's, even in the contraction, there is vastness. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So then why would we have to give it the contraction if it contains the vastness? Mm-hmm. We'll be fixing ourselves forever and it's not the problem. Not the problem. It's just this, it's having the sense of defenselessness. There's no need to defend anything. Yeah. Stress happens. Contraction happens. <clears throat> and mind, of course, is going to put a story on it. That's the problem with the mind. Uh, goes uh, but that's what mind does. It will put a story on anything. It's going to have a story about tonight. It's going to have a story <laughs> about everything. <laughs> you know, that's what it does. It's all just stories to the next story. And the last story, what was, this, what was two stories ago? Like, what was two stories ago? But it was really important that it was running, I bet. That's mind for you. No, I wanted to ask a question. So what's the consciousness? Yes. So you explain about love. This yes. This movement, this frequency. So yes. what is consciousness? Consciousness... <clears throat> Mm. It, it's, it's a self-contained capacity uh, to, to create and destroy. It's self-contained capacity to create and destroy and reflect everything that it does to itself. Okay. 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 And you use the term contained. Yeah. Yeah, it's because it's self-contained. There's nothing outside of it. Got it. Nothing phenomenal outside of it. So it must be self-contained. All of its workings must be inside of it. You know? So I wanted to ask you about, it seems like I can't quite get to the same place on my own as I can through, like, entheogens or Kundalini experiences. Uh-huh. You know, because I've had some pretty powerful experiences. Yeah. You know, because I... <clears throat> once when I did some DMT and immediately like within seconds I was like in this universal consciousness yes. I had this experience of being aware of every thought that was being thought yes. simultaneously but yes. there was there was no me 
there to experience it, but but there was constant motion in the universe. Mm. There was all, all this movement, but there was nothing at the same time. Yes. But then what happened, <clears throat> then we came down a little bit, and then it was like this, um, I had this tremendous like samadhi experience, and then it was just like this tremendous love, most, so much love I'd never experienced, and I, I, I kept thinking, well, this is like what Buddha, all these... Mm. But then it was more love, and I had to make a bigger space until I got to the point where I couldn't handle that love anymore, and it became very, very painful. The most excruciatingly painful experience that I've you know, ever had, and I've okay. never quite worked that out, you know. Okay. Just like there wasn't a space large enough. Yeah. And, you know, so I keep looking at these, you know, that. And yeah. I've also had Kundalini experiences where... Uh-huh. Also, then again, where it seems like it's very easy to go into that state of natural state, and it seems very familiar, uh-huh. you know. But, but it's kind of based on the, you know, the, the, the kundalini moving yes. up and down. It's just very blissful. Sure. You know. Sure. So, and then even now, I do sometimes I do salvia, which is also puts me in that altered state, very natural state. So, so is there? What am I? Is I missing something in there? Okay, um, the love frequency, if that became painful, it's, it's a blockage in yourself about yeah. love. Yeah, that was point you just... Yeah, yeah that was some, some, some place where you were not able to just become love. You know, that's what it would feel like, that you just became love and love was in every cell and you were just buzzing with pure love. It would have gone there unless there was something in your own heart chakra that's holding you back. To get back to that place... Can you go back to doing that in theogen, or is it just... A... No, you check inside and see what's, 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 what's going on that's not about love. What's, it's about you loving yourself. That's always the ultimate thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Phenomenally, in the world, the character loving himself totally and unconditionally. Totally. Because if there's total self-love, unconditional self-love, the heart chakra is open. And that blast of love can... It has no boundary then. So it's like that love frequency. It's like, okay, you were brought up, and as you were coming down, it's like, okay, let's clear, let's clear, let's clear. And you hit the love frequency, and something went... Yeah, so that happened, back, back in like in 1972, I had this experience with, with Daf Rijan, where he came to me and opened up my chakras, the heart chakra. Then again, it was like freaking out, because yeah. I was having this experience of, yeah. of this divine love. Yeah. Yeah, funny that it freaks you out, huh? That's worth exploring. What is it about love that can't be trusted? You're running some memory, some story, something. You're running something about about love not being a place of total take me. You know? <laughs> so that to be afraid of the love. You're afraid of the love, yeah. But you're saying, I'm afraid of it not to be afraid, just somehow open. Yes, open to it fully, totally. But not just in your head. Where to start is to see what, what is love for you and is there total, complete, unconditional love from the character to the character? Yourself to yourself. Is there total, unconditional love and acceptance? Total. Right, and that's where the clinging comes to. Yeah, there's something there. There's a bit of grit in there that's like, oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. So, so when it, when it comes, when that opportunity comes, it's just, 
You do the work before the opportunity. Okay. Okay. So the work, the, the work is just. It's just it's just being aware. Yeah. Like, can you can you look at the mirror and totally exquisitely be in love with that guy? Do you know? Total, complete, and total. Any minute of any day. Is there self-criticism? Is there self-doubt? All of these things are the opposite. This is what causes the causes the, the mistrust of love, you know? So when those things come up, it's just saying... Ah, this is the absence of love. This is, this is what I trust more than love. Mm. I'm trusting this to tell me more about myself than love, you know? This defines me in some way, because you're hanging on to that pattern, those patterns, you know? Yeah, that's where the work is, and then and then the love frequency can just whoa. I mean, it's just like orgasm multiplied by a hundred. Like that love frequency is exquisite. But you've got to be free of anything that's that negates love, that says you're not lovable. You know. And this isn't in a, in a doing though. It's just. I I'd spend a bit of time. I'd write about it. I'd I think about it a bit. Okay. I would. Yeah. <coughs> And put up, you know, reminders for yourself and say, okay, is there self-criticism? Did self-criticism happen today, you know? Even every morning in the shower, it's like, okay, okay, let's see how I do now. No self-criticism today. Total love and acceptance. No self-doubt at all. Don't run it. And start getting really aware of what messages you're giving to yourself. Because you're causing the rejection of love. Mm. Mm. we good to get that one cleared, you know? Just to see whenever that comes up and see that I'm denying love. Yes, yes, yes. It wants and to come through. Yeah. Of course, of course. It wants to be known. It wants to. And, you know, while the story seems to be about a denial of love, really, the denial of love is when that's active. Let's say it's self-criticism or self-doubt. Let's say one of those things is running. That's the probably the most potent way for you to think that you're a separate person. Absolutely, yeah. You'll find it, yeah. 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 That's what, so we're just coming at the same thing from another door, you know? It's like, okay, love is trying to teach you this. Mm -hmm. let's, look, let's look at what's not loving, and you'll find that's the very thing that makes you think you're separate. So seeing that, saying that that isn't love, that's, that's, and this love is showing me that, yeah, that that's yeah. what it isn't. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. yes. But that pattern needs to be blown out, you know? Yeah, yeah. I can work with it. Yeah, do work with it. That's worth working. That's worth it. <laughs> Get a chisel and a hammer to that one, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you'll find all kinds of resistance to it, you know? I mean, not to be stuck on looking for experiences. So ah, don't mind the experience. The experiences are showing you something much more fundamental. Right, right. Mm, but you've got to do the work, you know? Right, okay. And then, yeah. So, um... I'm curious about the doing the work. Yeah. Because I've spent my whole life doing the work to try to get rid of the part that is self-doubting or not self-doubting. Yes. And then just cycle around and around trying to make myself different, which is not accepting. Yes. But which goes back to what you were talking about with this woman before. Um, so, I, you know, in all humility, I wake up in the morning and I open my eyes and there's just dread of, oh... Here I am again, and there's, there's immediate contraction, mm. and then I think, oh, there it is again, and then and then I think, and now what? And if there's any sense of okay, well somebody something noticed, 
Yes, it was dread. But it's such a, it's like a faint little dark mist. Yes. Whereas the dread is this dense block of yes. so present and yes. overpowering that the little faint mist of hmm, look at that, there it is again. It doesn't really stand much of a hope it feels like in the moment. And so what seems to win is the 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 dread or whatever the feeling is of the moment. And then I get stuck there, knowing that, okay, I, I can't talk myself out, or I don't know what to do then. Yes. Um, so I, I don't know if you have any suggestions for, to, because I, I know fighting it isn't going to work, and I don't seem to be able to have the awareness grow yes. in relation to the other, which seems to take over. Yes. Does it stay with you all day? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And it can become, um, you know, it's just a variety of different emotions that can feel absolutely true and like this is the re this is what's real. I feel whatever the emotion is. Yes. Uh, you know, whether it's anxious or depressed or worried or yes. it just takes over and then there's still okay. Uh, then I'll notice. Hmm, there's another. There's a little part that's aware of the experience. Yes. But predominantly. It's, oh, you know, it's the experience is full on. Yeah. Mm. Um, so then what to do? It just mm. feels like mm. an endless cycle of suffering. Mm. Um. <coughs> mm. I don't know. I wonder if it's a karmic. It also brings up the question of brain chemistry and the yes, balance it does. of it all does. this stuff. And so, how did, how did it does? Like heavy metals came through my mind. Liver came this? through my mind. It was just like this could be on some physiological level, but I'm reluctant to kind of say go to a really good homeopath because you've been doing things all your life. It sounds like huh? I've been trying to fix myself forever and ever. Be you know, get rid of things and be you know, not feel this and not feel that and understand why I feel this or that. You know, therapy forever and yes, it, it just goes round and round in circles. Always trying to be a better me. Yes, and um, so I don't want to do that anymore. And um, certainly in meditation, I can the the sense of awareness grows and. And uh, whatever the density of the emotion gets fainter and is ah. gone, but that's ah. we can't sit around in meditation all day, ah. every day. Okay. Um, so it doesn't seem to translate into any difference ongoingly. Yes. Um, with oh, this is this is my life. This is my day. Yes. And so how to how to make the experience of awareness become more uh, rather than fighting the emotion or that contracted experience to go back to what you were talking about before contraction rather than fighting the contraction. Yeah. Why is there a rejection of the contraction? Why is there a rejection of the dread of the emotion? Well, because it's so overwhelming that it comes. It feels real. It feels like the only thing that's true. It's, it's, it's unpleasant, very unpleasant. Yes. Huh. So it's a variety. It like a fairly normal experience to want to not feel an unpleasant emotion. Yes. There's a variety of things that this could be. 
not sure what it is. Could be on any level, you know, it really could be on any level. Huh. Is it connected with the weather? Is it connected with alcohol, food? No, no, it's connected. It's, no, it's not connected to any of those things. It's connected to this deeper sense of what, what am I doing anything for anyway? What's the sort of meaning of anything? And so everything seems fairly empty or meaningless. Not empty in a good way, you know, but empty in a meaningless way. Ah, is there fun in your life? Um, <laughs> not much, you know. <laughs> But even that feels frivolous, if, you know, then it feels, okay. that feels, if there is, then it still comes back to, but what's the deeper meaning? What, yeah. what, what, what's the purpose of having yeah. fun too? Or? Yeah, there's, there, yeah, okay. Okay, I, I don't know if this is the full story, but this is, there's definitely a little edge that's showing itself, right? A little energetic loop, spiral you've got yourself into. And, and... There is, yeah, you've, you've gotten yourself into a spiral that in some way says that suffering is more valuable. And it's linked with some karmic understanding, some understanding of karma or that, you, you know, suffering makes me feel more real or is, is of use to the world or is uh, somebody has to suffer so I'll do it. It's, there's some old, some, some justification of suffering because suffering has more meaning than frivolity and fun. This has to go the other way around. Because this is a cosmic joke. This is about fun. It is play. It really is about play. And you're looking at the other side of the mirror. You're looking at the dark side, the non-reflective side of the mirror. So you're not seeing yourself because you're at the other side of the mirror looking at the dark side. Explore fun in a gazillion ways. <laughs> Stupid, silly things. Put lightness, watch comedies only. Like, do stupid, silly, silly things. Meaningless. Meaningless. Go to kids' playgrounds. Find out if you like, you know, swinging from a, a rope with a tire at the end of it in the park. What do you feel like? What, what is fun? Find out what is fun and do something that is fun every single day. Your value system is, 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 has swung over to one side of the pendulum. And it's, it's actually a karmic thing. You, you, you've gotten yourself stuck in a karmic, a karmic a, the spin-off of some karma. It's actually not adding to anything. You're not paying the price for anything. You're not, you're not actually, you, you don't have that energy field around you like, Sorry, but you're going to have to suffer this lifetime. It's like, that's actually not running. It's not running. But you've gotten yourself into this loop, this habit, imagining that suffering is actually some way of value. Somewhere it's, it's more authentic. Suffering is me. Yes. Suffering is me. Me is wrapped, is wrapped in suffering. Yes. And without suffering, there wouldn't be me. Yes, without suffering, there wouldn't be me. Yes. But the me who's having fun is to be found and explored. That, that's, you've, got, you're, you've got one side of something and the pendulum has to swing over. Okay. An absolute silliness needs to come into every cell of your being. It would make a huge difference. 
make a huge difference. Because what we have to do is shake the value that you have placed on suffering. And it's more an energetic thing. We can put words on it, but really it's energetic. It's like suffering makes you feel real. That's the bottom line. You know, so that's what you turn on, and it's awful. And But something is saying, no, no, actually, this, this is more authentic than any other feeling I can have. Nothing else has as much meaning. And it's like, you've got to explore fun and find out what that means. And you'll find that you'll miss the suffering. You'll miss it. And watch that game. <laughs> watch that game and say, wow, I actually feel guilty because I haven't suffered today. And watch that and say, wow, there you go, ego. There you are trying to pull me into the density again. Well, you know, <laughs> like, be that silly. That's that frivolous, you know. You know, even if you had a phrase, an anchor phrase, like, you know, wise up, sufferer, you know. You know, even if it's like, come on, wise up, you old sufferer. You know, if, even if it's something like that, the second that, put it beside your bed. You know, it's like, come on, you're just suffering now. Come on, wise up. It's like, no, but this is real. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's real because you want it to be real. Of course, it's real. Now go to the park and kick up the leaves. Do you know? Yeah. Very helpful. Yeah. Very. It's, now it's quite well, a project. It's very, yeah, I was going to say. It's quite a, the resistance will be huge. Yes. And the mental, I can already hear the mental justification for why that's not right or not yeah. good or not going anywhere. Or, yeah. And if you've got to use, no, this is my prescription. My prescription, my meds, is to have fun every day. I'm doing this. Even if you have to tell, you know, the darkers, the sufferer, that to justify it until it actually becomes part of your expression. You know? Mm. We're after the value system. That's what we're after. Thank you. Mm, sure, sure, you're welcome. Yes, I was going to say, it's uh, often sometimes easy to think that, that you have to learn through pain and you convince yourself of that importance of that pain and everything else. Yes. You don't actually have to learn through pain. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. There's still a couple of more days to go to the pumpkin patch. We did that over the weekend. Talk about fun. I have no grandkids nearby. I took pictures of all these strangers' kids. <laughs> Had a great time. So that's a good thing for tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow's my birthday, so... Oh, how lovely! Oh, how lovely! Fill it with fun. Yes. I want to add a little something, if you can. Something that I have used that's been tremendous help and really fun. Looking in the mirror and letting all the characters come out. And so the one who's having suffering. a hard time suffering, yeah. of letting that character come out and be exaggerated, looking in the mirror yeah. and being that character, yeah. it gets really funny yeah. because you'll see these gestures and um, facial expressions that you didn't know were possible, especially if you exaggerate them. And, you, and for me, it's like I really feel the energy deeply yeah. of that one who's like or grungy and necessary. You don't have to make real words. Like you can just play the energy. And it gets so funny to watch yeah, yeah, the yeah. face make all these different... All the ways we can manifest. Huh? Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah. You, yeah, this idea about being attached to the identity, whether it's a sufferer or a teacher or a person doing service in the world, um, is there something uh, at the base of that in and of itself that is just clinging for its own survival, yes. you know, that, that would be useful to speak to in whatever mm -hmm. way? We can go so far in, in dropping, 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 dropping. But the last dropping you can't do because you're dropping yourself. Mm -hmm. So how do you mm -hmm. drop mm -hmm. yourself ultimately? Because then yourself is the dropper. Do, do you know? Yeah. This is, this is a real problem. And that last one who's been dropping everything, who's dropped everything else except herself, uh, she's going to fight for like mm -hmm. anything mm -hmm. that has life force, mm -hmm. anything, she's going to fight to survive. Mm -hmm. At that point, the mind usually gets vicious. Yeah? Mm -hmm. We run all kinds of persistent loops. Mm -hmm. Any hard and fast way around that? Nope. Grace, maybe. Mm -hmm. Potluck. Well, and something that you've mentioned earlier about the relaxation, I mean, it just does seem like simple relaxation processes. I mean, yeah. something as simple as hot tub massages, those kinds yes. of things, yes. um, can be part of that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it's our version of the path of surrender. Our version? The, the Westerners' version oh, oh. of surrender, the path of surrender. <laughs> Surrendering, letting go, everything, letting go. And what happens when you put something at the guru's feet? I don't have to carry that anymore. You know, it's like a massage. It's just something to our nervous system, you know. Nervous system does something to our brain, and our brain get, picks up a different message from the mind, which is just our energy field anyway. Yeah, so exactly, that coming at it from the nervous system. Yeah. Is what I'm trying yeah. 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 Because the shifts are physiological. There is a shift to the nervous system. Mm -hmm. We can do that much. Mm -hmm. We can alter our wiring a, a long way along the road, you know? Mm -hmm. Might as well be doing that as doing nothing. Yeah. If it makes sense to you, then do it. Yeah. You know? But not because you hear it, but because it's like, no, actually, yeah, yeah that has a rightness to it, and then you go for that, you know? Okay. Um, I don't know if you can help me get some clarity on a particular issue. Um, I have somebody in my life, and it's a mysterious relationship to me. I, I really don't have a handle. Okay. And um, so what's happened is this particular individual uh, is having some major health issues, and he doesn't have anyone. He's, he's basically alone. Okay. And I, I um, he lives in England, and I, and I know that he, you know, wanted me to come, and I just said no, 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 and I said no for a very long time. Yes. And then what happens is I notice something in me uh, start shifting, and. The best way that I can explain it is, I, is somebody once told me that he had a friend who was an artist, and the artist 
would actually feel like some kind of internal pain until the until they started to paint, and then it was a kind of re, it was released, and that would be the best way that I could explain it. I start to feel a kind of a an obsession, an angst, a a a, a discomfort until I finally said yes. And I don't know what that is. Mm. And maybe it's not necessary to know what that is, but you know, but this has happened with this individual many times. Mm. And 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 I don't, you know, I sometimes I say to myself, he 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 spent a lot of time with Rajneesh. And then I think, oh, is Rajneesh behind this? And I'm picking up the energy. I mean, I just don't know. But it's like I cannot help myself. Yes. From doing really difficult things that, you know, I mean, I end up recovering from it. And yes. I'm trying to make it better for myself, yes. you know. But but I I finally have said yes, you know. Yes. Um, and I'm going to be leaving in a couple of weeks, and I'm trying to, you know, make it work the best for myself and, and my friend. But I don't know what this is in me. Mm. I, 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 I'm, I'm sort of at a loss. Mm. I, I mean... You're doing some karmic dance, huh? Karmic debt, huh? It's a, it's a karmic dance, no? It's like... Dance. Yeah, I mean, if, if you... The universe is making you say yes because yeah. you tried saying no. You, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Something, something is really pushing. It's me. just pushed you through it because I, I, we spoke about this before. Yeah, and you stopped, you know, and you pulled back, you know. Uh, we, You're telling me now you stopped and you pulled back, you know. I just lost you. Okay, <laughs> I remember you talking about this before. All right. Yeah, we spoke about this before. Well, we spoke about many things. I'm not sure if this is the this same. Isabel, huh? Well, when I when I first met you yeah. about a year and a half ago in April of last year, yeah. I had just come back from oh, a trip, yeah. and yeah. I was a mess. You were exhausted. Yeah. I was beyond a mess. Yeah. And I've recovered, but it's taken yeah. me, you know, and now yeah. I'm like, la, 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 la. Sure. But now I'm being called again. Yeah. And um, I'm trying to make it work for myself. Yes, but you know, figuring everything out is a little tricky. But if the natural flow is a yes, well, it happened. I just could not. I couldn't say, continue the no. Then why would you question it? Well, I just don't know what it is. You know, because I see that there's this. You know, sometimes I go. I think I'm going to say no, and I can't. You can't. I can't. Well, the mind will want to know why, but you right. actually don't need to know why. Okay, well that's... Oh, yeah. you need to know, it's like, am I going to England or am I not? Yeah, okay, well that's, you know, I mean, I just yeah. thought, yeah. <laughs> you, know. you know? Yeah. Because when you first met me and I was such a mess, you tell me, why are you doing this? Yes. You yes. know, and I mean, I agree with you, but I couldn't not do it. Yes. I was in the situation, yes. and when I'm in it, I have to, I have to, you know, I have yeah. to... Yeah. You know, and yeah. and yeah, so um yeah. And then um you know, part B of the of the thing that I wanted to discuss with you is, you know, I've been on this journey quite a while. And um you know, if I were to describe the benefits, let's say, of being on this journey, I'm rather peaceful and um, I don't have a lot of troubles and 
I'm, you know, grace seems to operate, you know, so, you know, all, all the, all of that. But um, so I, you know, I hear what other people talk about. They talk about bliss, and they talk about, and I don't have any of that. Yeah. So I said, well, how come I don't have any of that? And um, a couple of years ago, a spiritual teacher pointed out to me that I was sitting on trauma from childhood. Big surprise. I did not know that. So it started emerging on its own. It just started just coming out and coming out. And I was like, whoa, you know, I've been sitting on this and just functioning yes. above it. Yes, so it's ready. It's like this. Yeah, yeah it, it, so, so I found a, a, a body worker. Uh-huh. And <clears throat> apparently it's some technique where they'll just, they just know exactly where to touch you. Mm -hmm. And it just releases, just a little touch, mm -hmm. and it releases, like, where did that come from? Sure. It's like, I was like a gas that okay. that was coming out of me. Why not? Why wouldn't it? You know? Yeah. And then they touch another place, and they say, and, and, and so they seem to know the places. So if they touch this one place, I just feel love. Okay. But if they touch another place, I mean, the first time she pressed me, I went into some zone that was like, I was incredulous. I mean, it took me like weeks to kind of get over that I, that came out of I mean, it was, mm -hmm. so I've done three sessions and I'm overwhelmed by it. I've sort of backed off. Why are you overwhelmed? What's, what's wrong with a process that's surprising and new and shows you the depths of what being human is about? Well, for one thing is um, what, it, what, it, what I noticed after the last session is my whole back started to be pained in a way that I've never felt before, and it was just like it wouldn't go away. Okay. And I thought, well, how can I get my back to feel better? Like, like even bef you know, before I had the sessions. Yes. So I went and got one massage that didn't do it. So I had to get two. Yeah. And then my neck was hurting, so I had yes. to get. But the body's just releasing old. Mm -hmm. It's enormous. It's enormous. Yeah. And I know there's still more there, but I backed off. Why have you backed off? Because it is disturbing my tranquility a little bit. Do we have attachment to tranquility then? Yeah. <laughs> go back. Go back. Yes, of course, go back. Until there's nothing left to unwind on your body. Well, tranquility that, that, re that is subject to attachment is no good. It's no good. Don't let that be good enough. That's just moving the furniture around. Well, I have to postpone it in order to make this trip. I mean, I, yeah. So when I come back, I can... But I, I, I backed off because it was just... It was really amazingly profound in a way. Yeah. So, okay. So on one hand, you know, you've never experienced bliss or those things. And now you're experiencing the emotional release that's, that your body has been holding and you're backing off. It's like... <laughs> this is experience trying to come to you and you're running. Would you take the bliss, would you? You know, I don't really care. You know, I, I basically... You just want the tranquility. 
<laughs> no, no. I'm looking. I'm looking for. I'm looking for wholeness, and I'm not sure that it's completely there without the pain. Yes, without any suffering at all. Oh no, there's been suffering. No, but go back to this body worker. Yeah. I mean, are you avoiding the suffering that that she's releasing? Well, it was. It was really a lot. I mean, do you was, think you're not able for it? Well, it, it, I, it takes me a long time to recover from one session. I mean, to integrate it and to yeah. have my body and, yeah. 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 That's how it is. Yeah. That's the new phase of your spiritual path, huh? Go so, for it. just go for it. Go for it, you bet. Okay. It's fantastic. Okay. <laughs> go for right. it. Well, I needed to hear that because I was, yeah. you know, I was yeah. almost willing to die not with this undiscovered. Yeah, yeah. Oh. What do I do? Come back in again? Uh, yeah, yeah. Live it again and do it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Come on, you're onto it now. The jumper has started. The sweater was unraveling, you know? Yeah. Keep pulling. Keep pulling. And, and um, you had once told me that I was attuned to the frequency of suffering. And some, I almost, you know, it, to me it was a kind of a magic. The interaction with you, or you're pointing it out to me. I don't really know what did it, but after we had that conversation, it stopped. It stopped. Yeah. You know, and I was really happy because yeah. I wasn't like yeah. I, yeah. 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 Sometimes things have to be seen, that's all. Yeah. And then sometimes, you know, it's like, okay, the experience needs to be had here. Go into the fullness mm. of being human, you know. Go for all of it. Why not? Only unraveling what you're not. Could you say more about free will? I think you sort of implied that there oh, yeah. isn't too much of available. Yeah, it, it's a kind of a contentious area, isn't it? Yeah. As long as you think you have free will, choose wisely. <laughs> because there's nothing as smelly as, as denying free will because you don't want to take responsibility for something that's really like putting the character in front of the horse that doesn't help us at all but you know the way spiritual concepts are used and all you're doing is just actually denying what's presented but you're, you kind of want to believe something so you mask it oh, it's like oh god that doesn't go anywhere <laughs> so if you feel like you have a choice then choose well what can show itself is that, you know, in any moment, there's so many conditions at play from, like, you know, the thoughts that are running to the emotions that are running to genetics to whatever influence is going on, what food jet is impacting on you. I mean, look, there's all these variables that impact. And there's actually, there's like loads of potential, but there's only one outcome. Things are only going to move forward in one way. And we imagine that we can decide from this concoction what way it's going to happen. But that's just mind imagining that it's running the show, as it does. So as long as mind is playing that game, imagining that it's choosing, then let it, let it choose well, because that kind of takes care of the mind part of it. Because otherwise, mind will say, well, I'm not making the decision anyway. And it's like, oh, God. It's like, no, I, th I do think I have a choice here, so I'm going to choose the wisest move. And that lines up mind 
with what is harmonious and consciousness moves towards harmony. It always moves towards harmony. You see, we do, we move towards that which is nice or better, or we just move. Even when you take away desires, we still move to that towards harmony. So it's like playing a trick on mind in telling it, choose wisely, for as long as you think you're in charge, choose wisely. But really, if you look at all the influences, it's there, in the mix, whatever influence is going to be the one to, 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 to dictate what happens next. And you think, you might have tried. And at some point, you know, you'll say, actually, I didn't decide anything at all. Some people say, oh my God, my whole life, I didn't decide anything. I just imagined I was deciding every single thing. Oh my God, it had to work. Some people get that realization, you know, it had to work every detail the way it did. It had to, there was no option. I didn't choose anything. And some people don't get that, to, don't get to see that. And it doesn't matter, really, you know, it doesn't matter. But, but, but that is how it works, you know. So I give mine a little trick. Does it make sense? Yeah. Um, we act as if we have free will. We do. Whether we do or not. Exactly. Jack, I just looked at your website for the first time tonight, and um, so I didn't see too much yet, but... Uh, I landed on the place where you talked about the distinction between self-realization and liberation. Oh, yeah. And I find that just something, it's kind of a place of inquiry for me. Um, I do know the self, and um, but I liked how you put it that in self-realization you can say, I, I know that I am that, but with liberation it's, um, you've seen the unreality of the I am. So I just wondered if you could speak to that mm. a little bit. Just mm. to... Yeah, liberation is like kind of way out there. Mm -hmm. You know, in terms of uh, deeper understanding mm -hmm. and the real, the, the nitty-gritty foundational aspects of how consciousness works mm. has exposed itself mm -hmm. to be the lie that it is. Mm -hmm. All of it. <coughs> Including existence. I actually had to talk to Rupert about that. I was like, you really think that? But anyway, <laughs> that's how it goes. Um, so, so liberation. And in the Upanishads, liberation is stage seven and realization is stage four. Okay, so it's like, yeah, it's out there. L liberation. You know the way, here's an example. You know the way you might think... Um, Oh, I've, 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 I've got to go to the post office before I go to work in the morning. Okay, I, I get up 20 minutes earlier, right? Right? I mean, mm -hmm. you put that into your day. All right? There is a knowing every time the mind is doing that. There is a knowing that there is a disconnection between that thought and the movement of going to the post office and getting up early before you go to work. There is a total disconnection between concept and action. Mind can still do with stories. It does very little stories, even planning. Action is completely and totally an organic movement of consciousness and is never influenced by a concept. That's the difference. That's way out, huh? That's way out. Could you repeat that? Mm. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. You know how a concept influences what you're doing? And it could be like, oh, I really don't want to talk to that person. Just see anything, actually. Whatever, just, just a, where, where did the voice come from? Who am I in this talk? yourself, sorry. <laughs> so, so sometimes a concept, very often, many times during the day, there'll be a concept and you change your action because of the idea you have about something. It's normal. That connection between a concept influencing your action, the connection between action and a concept breaks down. And every action is completely coming from the organic movement of you're not planning it, you're not deciding it. Spontaneous. You're saying when, so when you're liberated that that's what This is true. liberation. That's the difference. So it's, I mean, you know that, that you are, you know, phenomenally all of it and really you're beyond all of it and you know that this isn't real, that it's a creation of consciousness and we make it up as we go along. All that is done. Well done. But the disconnection between, between the movement, the organic movement of your form, it's like there's surrender to such an extent that, the, that that which moves all, moves your body and the mind has zero influence. Mm -hmm. One of your lines I read today was that, that, that expression is common sense. Yeah. I, I, I was blown away by that, that simple expression that, that it's, not, it's not about a thought. Yes. Always. The, the movement is there. It's, it's kind of, I, I just thought that was brilliant. Yeah. It's common sense. It's common sense. Yeah. Yeah. Consciousness moves towards common sense. That's the harmony, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the same thing. It uses common sense, you know? And you can't teach common sense. You can't teach common sense. But if you get out of the way, you'll find that it'll just, it's, it's, it's got a wisdom to it, hasn't it? Mm. Action doesn't always yeah. follow concepts. Yeah. 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 So, so the times when you think your concepts are influencing your action, that's going to break down too. And then we have science who, who knows that, you know, which hand are you going to lift up? You know, and it's like, okay, I've decided which hand. It's like, no, 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 we knew three minutes, two minutes ago that you were going to lift your left hand. No, you couldn't have, I hadn't decided. You know, but it was already there, you know. With loads of evidence, but still we imagine that we free will, that we can choose. Isn't it fantastic how it works? It's beautiful, you know? The software is just beautiful. Just to imagine, just to allow us to imagine that we're, we, have, we can have experiences. So if you notice, you know, the idea, watch TV, go to the gym, the disconnection between concepts and action. Give a look at the ones of where you think your concepts have influenced your action. You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What is it? Is it coincidental? Is it that mind is lining up and interpreting something? Can that gap, can you find the gap whereby something knew where it was going and then mind, mind caught up later on and we distorted time so we imagined that we thought it first. Mm -hmm. 
It seems as if we need to leave a space for our mind will tell us all these things, but it seems as if we need to leave a space for change, for anything, for just awareness to come in and then decide what we do. And it doesn't mean we don't plan anything, or I don't know, I feel as if, you know, I, I listen to all these things my mind makes up and I laugh at them sometimes because they seem so stupid. And I've got an idea, you know, well, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And, and I just kind of laugh at it because I know that I make up stories all the time and they don't, they don't come about. You know, I want to start watercolors again. I want to do this. I want to do that. In my mind, all these things are happening. And then I look at them and they look just crazy to me because I think these are going to happen in their own good time if they do if it they all. If they do it all. And I'm just going to sit here and wait for them to happen or not happen, it's okay. Yes. And I've just sort of, you know, I have kind of a routine, but the routine can be broken at any given time, and it doesn't matter. Yes. And if somebody tries to pin me down to a schedule or a regular routine, I'm like, no, I can't do that. Okay. You have to come from spontaneity, love, and just okay. the moment. Okay. It's... It, it drives people crazy sometimes, uh-huh, uh-huh. but it's really come to be important. <laughs> Why is it important? <laughs> Just because it feels good. Okay. As you're saying, you know, you're having a good time with it. Yeah. Is there an attachment to it? Mm, maybe, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's, that could be bad. Yeah. Yeah, because like if, if we leave the space for, for the movement to come from someplace else, well, that, that's mind just saying, you know, okay, I'm just going to leave a space for action to come from someplace else. But mind is doing something still, do you know? Mm-hmm. Mind is just lined up in another way. I see, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A bit finer than that. There, there, there's an artist that sort of lives around here, and... His name is Prasanna. He was interviewed on that oh, program that, um, you know, Never Not Here or something. Oh, yeah. And he's, he's an artist. He's been painting since he's a young man, and he's well in his 60s, maybe he's 70. And he said what he decided to do was to just sit in front of a blank canvas yes. and not make a movement until yes. it came from somewhere. Yes. yes, sure. And so he did a really, he did a... He really sat, he said, for a long time. Yeah. And yeah. he came out with a series of yeah. paintings that are like an experience to just... Yes, yes, yes. You yes. know, so isn't that the same thing as what she's That's That's like a spiritual practice, do you know? That's a very useful thing to do. I remember doing that in India for a long period of time. I would just do nothing unless the movement came from someplace else, not my head. And I did it for weeks, weeks, just, just, to, just to see what, what is, will anything happen? Will I just pee in the bed and not get out of bed? Let's see. <laughs> I didn't care. It's just like, well, whatever's going to happen, let's just do it, you know. But no, of course. I went and had a shower and I said, oh my God. You know, the paper was bought, but it was never read. It was just sit, sat there and I said, what, what, what's the point of that? You know? And it's like, okay, sit down again until the next thing happens. And nothing much happened, really. Nothing much, you know. <laughs> Because you know? I saw you in a video 
And I, what I saw in the video of you was, you know, you're usually very animated and very energetic, but this was like Jack dead. You had like... <laughs> <laughs> you were like dead. Yeah. And I can go into that too, and it worries me, you know. These things happen, huh? It's all part of the process. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you still go into that? Rarely now. Rarely now. Because you have such an active... Um, no, I, I deliberately cranked up labelling. I, I, I deliberately. The, you know, here's language for you. There, do you remember the wisteria the last time yeah, I was here? Yeah, yeah. Right. That, that that became a story, you know. A lot of people have repeated that <laughs> Okay. So so there was several years of nothing was noticed unless somebody brought it to my attention because the labeling of, oh, there's that, there's that. The subject-object labeling stopped. Like, stopped. So the only labeling that came in was what was necessary. And that, I, I want to get back to you on, on, on what you said earlier, so I'm just making that connection right now. Anyway. All right, so, so then, you know, sure, you, you become really boring socially, of course, because you have nothing to say about anything. It's just no story. It's like, do you know, when, like every fortnight or something, I'd ring my mother, you know, and I'd be like, okay, okay, we need a story. And I'd write down two or three points, you know, I still do it actually. And I'd write down two or three points to kind of like have something to offer so that she can know that her daughter's all right, you know. And so that certain functionings came as okay, I have to create it here. And then, um, uh, j just over a year ago, there was a sense of like, okay, there needs to be, there needs, this feeling came that there needs to be some rewiring of the mind because, because I was being pulled back into the world. It's like, actually, my, my place is going to be in the world. There's going to be no sitting on a mountain for this one. There's no way. It's like right back in. It's like that labeling is necessary. A certain amount of it is necessary. So I found myself saying, okay, think of something to say. What's in front of you? What's in front of you? Okay, a descriptive adjective about what's in front of you. And I, I worked hard at this, mm. and I'm still at it. Mm. And what I'm trying to... What I'm trying to do, but what consciousness is doing, is rewiring some neurological pathways. And, and, and it's like more participation can happen, more participation in the world. Mm -hmm. um, it seems to be completely independent to any sense of being an individual, because I'm so not Jack O'Keefe. Like. And even though this labeling is going to say, like, oh my God, there's subject-object is not being believed at all, but the capacity to communicate mm -hmm. is happening. And so now things, things like, I can say, God, it's a, you know, it's a lovely sunset, or there are nice flowers. I, yeah, I just want to say, yeah. when, when you were here the last time, there were this incredible lavender wisteria all outside his house. Mm -hmm. It was absolutely breathtakingly beautiful. And I mentioned it to Jack, and she hadn't noticed it. I didn't see it at all. She didn't see it at all. And I, I mean, most of us who heard that she didn't see it were like aghast. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. it was, you know, attention was just so far in. It was like, no, you know, it's like, there's just energy. They don't come into to 2D or 3D forms, you know. 
Well, I so wonder, does it start to know? You know? I wonder if that's. I mean, I just follow what different people's processes are, and Byron Katie had a, something that sounds similar. Uh huh. It's like she would say, "Well, you say I'm your mother. I'll take that. I'll take that." <laughs> but she didn't feel like she was the mother. Yes, yes. You yes, know, and yes, you say yes. I'm your wife. Well, if yes. that's what you say, I'll. Yes. And so she she claims she re-entered. Yes. Mm. Yes, mm. that's right. So yeah. you're you're also going through something like because mm. if you're so you're so from within strong, with you know I mean I probably probably those of us who are noticing the beautiful wisteria are less strong in our withinness, and so we notice the withoutness. Yeah, it's just that attention is pulled out so easily. Yeah, yeah. because the world still is holding something yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah, it's holding some little yeah. carrot. You know, but it's empty. It's empty. And the thing that makes Jack go from place to place, giving these, for me and others, wonderful satsang, is that love? It's because I'm asked. Mm -hmm. Oh, you go because you're asked. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So if you weren't asked, you would just, you don't know what you would do. Not a clue. Not a clue. How would I know? Because this is what I'm doing. <laughs> How would I know? Mm-hmm. No idea what I have to do. Mm. It's it's like the the, the the action has to come from someplace else because well, you're being asked from outside. You know, yeah, actually. it has to come from someplace. 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 It's not coming from you. No, it's there's no plan from... of. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. No. no. It was Wiley who kept. Bugging me to have you back. She kept emailing me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and finally you asked. Yeah. It worked in. It worked in. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure that we didn't lose something on that point about doing nothing. You know, and and kind of allowing the natural movement for things. Let there be space for for proactivity also. Just just let there be space for it. I'm, I'm trying to make sure that mind doesn't come in and see one is good and one is bad. Proactivity is a natural thing that happens in us too. You know? And let, let both be there. Yeah, just leaving space. And then whatever happens, happens. But to confine ourselves to one, well, it's the same as confining ourselves to the opposite. Being a, a really intense doer. You know? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. I just wanted to say something about what we before. It seems like it comes down to like what holds the good holds it together. It's just this fear of being seen. You know, it's like there's always fear afraid, of being seen. Afraid of being seen as ignorant or stupid or something, something not capable. You know, so it seems like that that's kind of what. And it keeps it all together. Yeah. Just this, I haven't been able to just totally accept what what it is or something. But it's yes. just the fear of being seen as seen. Uh, so, what would happen? What what? See, always the fear that something terrible would happen. If yeah. Was, what's the threat? Would it be like annihilation? Would it be humiliation? Annihilation, probably. Annihilation. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that could be a good thing. 
Yeah, you just have to go through it, you know. It's obviously a belief system that's from some memory. It mightn't even be yours. We pick up things because, the, you, you know, the consciousness is processing all, processing all of it and moving all of it. And sure, because we think it's ourselves, we think it's my memory or my camera, but it's not so, really. It's all just a big pot. So if that, there must be some belief that annihilation comes from exposure in some way, you know. But you've got to go through it. It's like, okay then let's be annihilated. Okay, would that be all right to be annihilated? Would that be all right? And go right into the emotion, you know? And when that's familiar to you, it's like, okay, being seen, could it feel safe? Could it actually be all right? Could it feel safe? Could it be safe? Or is it really high risk? See, that's what I think I'm doing now, is because I wouldn't ordinarily do this. So, so it's an impulse to want to actually... Great. Yeah, you're catching the bull by the horns, as they say. So just when that opportunity, just kind of go with it. Expose yourself. Push through it. Push through it. But you said one part, it isn't necessarily you that, that these ideas come up. Yes, yes. The experience is being had now, you know, and it's on your path to break the fear of annihilation from exposure. It's on your path now. I mean, you get someone to say, oh, it's a past life, and oh, it's a memory from childhood, and, and actually, a lot of the time, we don't need that at all. It's, it's alive now, that's all we need to know. And it's, it's blocking the heart, so that's enough. You know, it is enough, because breaking it is what's important. Because it seems like when that breaks, then it's just going to be this... The free flow of, of participating, of without judgment, without, <gasps> without that contraction, you know. And then let's see if there's anything else that's tightening the heart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Great. So you've got nice. a lot of work to do. <laughs> Pardon? A lot of work to do. Yeah, but you've done an awful lot in the last hour, huh? Yeah. You've done an awful lot, yeah. It's great. Great. Well, to Jack, to look into repetitive patterns that um, don't seem to be our well-being, it's a process of inquiry and feeling into it and um, sort of deconstructing. Yeah. From what I've, what, what I've seen, you know, looking at all these, you know, folks who've seen the truth, when there is a destructive pattern, a pattern that isn't good for you, it doesn't, it doesn't absolutely have to stop self-realization. But if it's there, it doesn't... You know, some of them, some of them are, are so strong. There's, they pull you back into duality. But sometimes grace just put, bursts through it, and the pattern is still there post self-realization. It just doesn't mean a whole lot, but the pattern is still there. When that pattern is still there, hmm, post self-realization, it's it's more sticky. It's more difficult to get rid of it. That's the first thing because there's no actual value in improving something. But what it does is it limits how deep the understanding will go. It will limit how far beyond, beyond, beyond one will go. Because any blockage at all on any level, on a meridian level, on an emotional level, any blockage at all compromises the frequency that can be in, in consciousness, in the body. So, so 
it won't, it doesn't actually have to stop with self-realization. That's what people say. Well, there is work to do. There isn't work to do. And it's like, it actually won't stop or start self-realization. It's, 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 it's independent of that. It's like self-destruction is not good for you. It's not good for you and it's not good for your presence on the planet. Point. It's like, so, so breaking it pre-self-realization is much easier. Much easier than afterwards. Much easier. Because you don't have the motivation. You see? It has to be kind of in a response to something. Or it comes from another place. So breaking the patterns? And the yes. the process of breaking it can... I mean, that's just sort of deconstructing the layers. Yeah. I think, I mean, it's a sort of a... Because I've been to different therapists and talked to different teachers and all this stuff, and still recurring patterns keep occurring. Okay. Although they seem to be slowing down, but the only way I've been able to um, work with them is to continuously inquire within to the conversation in my mind and see the falsity, you know, the untruth. Mm -hmm. Because it seems like in any pattern that is occurring that is not in our health, yes. there's there's another sort of side to it, which is that if I didn't have this pattern, I would have more freedom, or I would have more love, or credit. Yeah. So it's yeah. sort of slowly switching horses or something. Yeah. Yeah. If you see, if if I didn't have this pattern, I'd have, I'd have, I'd have. That would slow you down. That's actually an impediment. It's, it's actually, let me see if I can explain this. It's actually easier to break the patterns for the sake of breaking the pattern. If you set up breaking the pattern with a goal, it makes it tighter. Mm -hmm. Because the goal is the problem. And we have carried a desire through the pattern, and you can be sure the pattern is laden with desire. What we've done is that we keep the desire part, and we break the pattern, and it's like the desire is actually an offshoot of the pattern, always. So if you can de deconstruct that a little bit, that you're just doing it because it's organically time to move this. But if you set up a goal, you won't have much success. It's wild how these patterns set, drop a little seed into post their own existence, you know? Just for the heck of it. Break the pattern just for the heck of it. Isn't it a fantasy, though, to think that you can get rid of that, that some desire still wants to be free, so that's still going to be there on some... Isn't that going to be there in some way? Are you talking about yourself now? I guess so. I mean, mm -hmm. I, 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 I guess it's hard for me to imagine there's anyone in this room that doesn't have that desire to some degree. Maybe they're being pulled and they don't know what the pull is about. That's true. That's true. But if mind has grabbed onto the pull, it feels like it's a desire. Okay, well, if I were to make it an I statement, then it, it would be, I would be deluding myself if I took, if I couldn't make the desire go away because it just would be there. It would seem. But it drops at some point because you see that the desire for freedom is the problem. Uh -huh. Because the one who's desiring is keeping the show going. Uh -huh. 
you know, so you you actually end up on your knees. It's help, hopeless, absolutely hopeless. So in the I want it, I'll be, I'll be, you know, fooling myself if I said, oh, well, I'm just going to break this pattern because when really underneath, I was really honest, there was a, so that I'll be free. Okay, so how about I'm going to break this pattern and maybe, or maybe not, it'll help. Maybe it'll help, maybe it won't. Could you be let that loose about the outcome? That would be different. Be <laughs> not freer. Yeah. Speaking of freedom. Speaking of freedom is right. <laughs> yeah. There's a loosening in it then. It's yeah. just for the heck of it. You're just breaking a pattern. Whereas if you bring that contraction through it, you Man. Yeah, what's the motivation? What's the heck of it doesn't sound very motivated. That's to be explored. Because that's the frivolity, that's the lightness. Why if it were to be just to have fun? Yes. To be able to have fun. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's exactly it. Exactly it. Isn't that it's much simpler? <laughs> it's much simpler. Yeah. And it's lighter. And, and that's the natural flow anyway. There's nothing to be gained out of that. It's just for the heck of it. Is it a goal? At the moment we're softening her goals because it's all tied up with being serious. So if she can see that it's all just for fun, it actually is all just for fun. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're, we're putting in something softer so that mind can accept that. You see? And it is for fun. I mean, if you need a reason, let it be for fun. And mind likes reasons, so let it be for fun. That's the, the loosest one. <laughs> you know? Patterns don't like to be broken, though. Don't they? <laughs> oh, they told you that. <laughs> organic feeling there. <laughs> they have a mind of their own, is it? Yeah, they have a mind of their own, exactly. Uh -huh. yeah, they like patterns don't like things. to be broken. <laughs> so patterns have desires in and of themselves. Feels that way. Mm. Gosh, talk, talk, tell me more. Tell you more? Yeah. Just <laughs> keep talking around that for a minute. Let's see. Uh, um, um, I don't know if I can. I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> okay, push through that now. I'm trying to think of a, a particular example. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, kind of the pattern of some negative thought like that she was talking uh -huh. about mm -hmm. you know that uh, I can't do things for instance okay so that's a, that's a pattern of thought okay mm -hmm. and that pattern doesn't want to be broken that's what you're telling me no it has a lot of force a lot of force to it is it that the pattern doesn't want to be broken or you don't want it to be broken um, well, I think there's a lot of, a lot of personas in there. There's definitely a persona that would like to have it broken. Okay. But there's um, yeah, a persona that doesn't want to have it broken. Tell me about her. Um, tell me about her. Um, uh, she likes to... She likes to think that she's weak and, and um, there are a lot of forces against her and, um, yeah. What does she get out of that? 
she found that. Um, what's the juice when she's thinking? Everything, you know, there's just some something pushing me down here and pushing me back. And Well, I, I think it's what you said with her, you know, a, a certain sense of self-importance there for, for suffering or... Yeah. Does it, does she run the, the pity me story? Does she enjoy being a victim? Does she? What's her flavor? Um, I don't know. I'm really uncomfortable with this. I, I bet know. you are. I'm going to keep going. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you've been running this one long enough. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay, really. Really, it's okay. It's worth it. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't know that I can... Um, really be present for this, feel pressured. That's the resistance now. This is the energy now. It's, look, it's safe here. It's safe here. It's safe. Really, it's safe. Yeah. There's only love around you. Mm -hmm. And here's another Well, we were talking about patterns, you know, breaking patterns. So, so the, these are patterns that are hard to break. Yes. These, these <coughs> Yes. Verbal mental patterns that are hard yes. to break. Yes. Um, because yeah, there's some some vested interest there. Yes. Yes. So. Um, so that juice of being. What is it? What what is it? Is it being the victim, or is, is it like pity me? Is it what? What does she? What does probably. She? Probably. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't see that, but. <laughs> What does she run though? What, what, what story does she run when she's feeling there's forces against me here? I can't do this. This is just another thing I can't do. What's... Um, she's enjoying something in there. Something that's unsavory, you know, but she's enjoying it. What is it? I think maybe it's... It's the drama, it's the story. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the other persona would would say, you know, there's a better story. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's somehow it's hard to break that story. It's it's really strong for some reason. Okay. What if she were to have no story? No story at all. No story at all. <laughs> mm. um. Hmm. Well, with an active mind, that seems unlikely. But what would she say if right now, if we tell her, you know what? We're going to take your story. We're going to take your drama. That's being taken from you now. Your time is up with it. What would she say? On one hand, she'd say, great, you can have it. And on the other hand? Um, um, unlikely. Unlikely that you're going to wrest it from me. So she'd fight and cling? Pardon me? She wants to fight and cling onto it? Mm. Okay, so on one hand it's like, yes, great, take it, you can have this whole story. Um, 
it's just like this maniacal little voice in there that says, oh no, you know, <laughs> and what does she really need? The one who's hanging out with, I have my story that makes me feel important. What does she really need? Um, you know, I'm just intuitively saying love. I don't even know if that makes sense, but that's just what came up. Yeah. It's worth a try, isn't it? Hmm. The self-love thing. Well, even <laughs> the self-love thing. Let's be smoked. When she's up, like, you're wonderful. Yes, you are. Huh? Yeah, just do, do you hear her? She she can't hear it. She can't take it, huh? Yeah, it's. it's um, I I found it hard to um, understand how to do that. The self love thing. Yeah. Yeah. I know I've been hearing it for years, but how do you actually do it? So what you have is is a system of. Of you've divided the part that doesn't know love into one persona, and then you've got another part that sees the game. It sees the game? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The part that sees the game says, yes, take it away, of course. Knows that it's fine. Mm -hmm. Sees that it's stories. Yeah, sees mm -hmm. that it's just stories. Mm -hmm. But the part that is clinging to the story, this, this character, mm -hmm. paint her, talk to her, get to know her, give her a name, let her come out hmm. in your own personal time, let her get bigger, hmm. See, every, find out everything you can. Do you do something in the arts? Do you do something? Do you do art, painting, dance, dancing? Do you do anything creative? Um, yeah, some music, play music. Okay, let her play. Let her start playing. Let her sing. Let her express. Mm -hmm. Give her more, 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 more. Don't deny her anything. She wants to take her over, take over. Let her take over. Let her get bigger. Maybe then she'll get enough. Let's see what happens. Maybe then she'll get enough. Maybe she'll never have enough. Maybe she wants it no, all. No, it's fine. Yeah, maybe she, she wants, wants it all. all. She does, yeah, she wants it all. Let her have everything she wants and more. With no idea of like, when is this over? Or when does she be sat about? When does she go? You, you can't do that. You can't put a, a fence on her. It won't work. Well, so much for breaking negative patterns, though. This, this is exactly what we're talking about. That's what you have to do to break yeah. it sometimes. Because, because... The part of your mind that has kept the patterns in such strength, has kept the scaffolding around them, is the part that said, I'm too tired, I can't do this. I can't expose this here. I, all, all this resistance. Will, will she go then? You know, She'll never have enough. It's like, da, 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 da. This, is, this is the part that keeps the patterns in place. Hmm. That voice. F fighting her. Fighting her, denying her. Mm -hmm. So all you got to do, actually, is give her unlimited. It must be unlimited with no attachment to an outcome. None. Must be unlimited. It must be. Everything mm -hmm. else is you're putting in 
you're boxing her again. And that's exactly the thing that keeps your patterns. We're actually dealing with how you build, how you maintain patterns. We're not dealing with one pattern, we're dealing with the scaffolding of how you pattern. It feels really dangerous though, it's, you know, it's... it's <laughs> Go there anyway. I mean, it's affecting my body. Yeah, of course, of course. Let her out. And if it means that you be become a ratty old cow for a month, so what? Be a ratty old cow. I don't know if you have that phrase in, I think you get the sentiment. You know, let, let her, let her, let her have it all. Let her have it all. You, why not? Let her come out totally, completely. Let her express. And it will be a very interesting journey. Well worth having. Mm. No judgment and no limitation. Let it rip. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes I, thought, I don't think she wants to live. Let's that's see. A scary thing. Let's see. Great. She doesn't want to live in a box, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> she doesn't want to live in that cage anymore. Mm. Okay. Okay. Everybody okay? Yeah. Wonderful. It's been great. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Thank you, Jack. Let's yeah. just um, take a moment in silence and with our eyes and our hearts, give some of ourselves to God. To yourselves. Give it to yourselves. <laughs> same, same. Give it to what you really are. Same, same is right. exactly as it must be, playing the only way it can. Everything is perfectly okay, unless perception is saying something else. <laughs> That's all. But it is perfectly okay. So safe home, everybody. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you, Jack.